Blog Talk Radio. Mommy, I hear the baby crying. Help me, all the words she's implying. Where have I been while my world has been dying? Lord, teach me. Oh! 
All right. Well, welcome back to another edition of Pro International Radio. My name is Chris Herzog, and I'll be your host tonight. Just so you know, the chat room is closed. Uh, we're having some technical difficulties, so that will not be open uh, possibly later on in the show. Um, but at this point, it will not. So we'll probably just get into some prayer and some word and just see what the Lord does. There's God. Well, if you want to tune in to the website, you can go to www.prayerinternational.org. You can always check us out, Blog Talk Radio, blogger.com, YouTube, Ustream, of course, our Prayer International website. If you have any prayer requests, uh, feel free to send them to Prayer International at gmail.com. All right. Well, Father, we just give you praise. Lord, we thank you for your goodness. Lord, we thank you for everything that you're doing, everything that you're going to do. Lord, we just thank you, Father God, for moving upon the hearts of men and women tonight. Father, we thank you, Lord God, for moving upon the hearts, Lord, of men and women Father, we just ask, Lord God, your will be done. Father, not our plans, not our purposes, but Father, your plans and your purposes come forth. Lord, we just ask your Holy Spirit would just fill our hearts tonight, that your presence would surround us, Lord, that we'd encounter you. Father, that we'd encounter the living God tonight. Give you praise. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Father, we pray that you'd open up the ears and open up the eyes of every person listening. Help them to see from your perspective tonight. We just ask, Lord, touch them in a genuine way. All right. Sorry about that. Having some technical difficulties. Thought we shifted into a song for a minute. Well, just taking some time, you know, to worship God, to seek his face, to just give him the glory. It's do his name. That's what it's all about, giving God the glory. It's do his name. So, you know, we were talking last night about breakthrough prayer. And praying and saying what God is saying in praying. Why do we do that? Listen, Jesus taught us a principle And that principle was, I only do what I see the Father doing. I only speak what I hear the Father speaking. He understood what it meant to God's will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Whatever was going on in heaven, whatever was going on up there, 
Jesus would get a picture of it. He'd get a glimpse of it. He'd get an understanding of it. And he would exemplify or model or behave it down here. And that's what he would teach. That's what he would preach. The kingdom. He he would teach and preach the kingdom of God. He wouldn't teach and preach the kingdom of man. He wouldn't teach and preach the opinions of others. But he would teach and preach the kingdom of God. Why? He wanted the kingdom to be set up on the earth. He wanted God's kingdom to be in the earth. And the way that would come into the earth is through words, through Holy Spirit behavior, through supernatural experiences that would model what was going on in heaven. So Jesus wanted to bring the kingdom on the earth, and the way that happens is through words. How did God bring creative power into the earth? The Bible says that God spoke into the darkness. He created light. He spoke into darkness. The earth was void and without form. And all of a sudden things begin to change So there's a creative power When when words are released Things happen Like I said last night The Bible says that the worlds were framed By the word of God The worlds were framed by Words And your world in your future and what happens in your life is played out according to what you speak out. Because what the devil works overtime to get your heart. It's why the devil works constantly to try to get on the inside of you. You remember when Jesus said, the enemy can't do anything to him. Why? Because he has nothing in me, Jesus said. He has nothing in me. And because the enemy had nothing in Jesus, he was powerless over Jesus. He was powerless when it came to dealing with Christ. That's why the Bible says, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Why? Because see, when we keep the enemy from coming in, we keep him from getting into our hearts. We can keep him from controlling our tongue, so to speak. If you yield your heart to the Spirit, then you'll have Spirit-filled words. If you yield your heart to carnality, you'll have carnal words. 
and that carnality reaps and brings destruction, damnation, issues. But when you sow to the Spirit, when you speak in the Spirit, when you speak Spirit-filled, life-giving Word, it brings Spirit-filled, life-giving change into your life, into your circumstances, into your relationships, into your neighborhood, your workplace, wherever you're at. See, for so long we've almost I guess, looked at the name it and claim it Christianity, this uh, calling things not as though they are and, and calling things in, we've, we've reduced it to a bless me thing. And we've kind of cheapened the power of it. There's a reason Jesus says, speak to the mountain. See, I, I'm repetitive Often, I say things over and over. Why? Because I want you to get it. I want you to remember it. I want it to get driven into your brain, driven into your heart, driven into your mind, so that when you need to draw from these things, you don't have to run to a Bible. You don't have to run to a book. You don't have to run to your notes and look up in your notes to see how to deal with your present situation. Because listen, the Bible says be instant in season and out of season, or be ready, be prepared in season and out of season all time. Be ready. Because we don't have time to run back and, and look at the book. The book is supposed to be written on our hearts and on our minds. But Jesus said, don't worry about what you're going to say or do. The Holy Spirit will give you the word. But only if you write them on your heart. You meditate on them. You you go over and over to where they get inside of you. Guard your heart, for out of it flow the issues of life. David said, I hide your word in my heart so that I don't sin against you. That's the key to victory, is hiding God's word in your heart, speaking God's word, meditating on God's word, mulling it over. Why? To the flesh, it's so mundane and boring. To the flesh, it's so monotonous. But listen, it's your key to victory. You know, we say Jesus, of course, he was the word made flesh. He was God in the flesh, but he still studied the word like every Hebrew boy did. The first five books of the Torah, day in and day out in the temple, meditating, memorizing, learning the laws, learning the prophets, learning the mind and the heart of the Father. And if Christ who was 100% God and 100% man, had to learn in the temple, had to meditate on the Word of God, had to daily go to the temple. And that was his common practice. If he had to do that to have an overcoming life, how much more do we have to do that? To 
daily meditate on his word, to feed it, to nurture our spirit. The problem, see, what, what happens in Christianity often, or I should say religion often, is we take these elementary principles, the things that we should root and found our lives on, and we get to a place where we want more intellectualism. We want more. It's not deep enough. It's not enough. We want some new angle on it. We don't want some new slant on it. Let's find out what the newest teaching on this or that is. And we leave the elementary principles, the foundational things, and we throw them to the wayside. And we start off real good. But somewhere in the middle of it, we get so caught up in wanting more head knowledge, wanting more information, that we lose sight of the revelation. We we lose sight of what the Holy Spirit's revealing to us. We lose sight of what God's trying to say. What what was Jesus' big bone to pick with the Laodicean church? Or the Nicolaitan church, the church in the third and fourth chapter of the book of Revelation, he said, look, you, you did real good, but you've left your first love. And I have this against you because you've left your first love. Your heart got cold. You stopped making the first things first. For so many Christians, and we've all done this. I've done this. Look, we get so caught up wanting the new angle. What's the, the latest thing on the prophetic or the apostolic or the angelic? Listen, we need to get back to hearing the word of God, hearing the voice of God. God's a very practical down to earth, God. That's why you think Christ. Down to earth. You can't live in the clouds so long and expect to function on the earth. You do need to get up in the clouds enough to get in God's presence and to get a word from the Lord. But listen, Moses went up to the mountain to get with God, but he came down the mountain to relate it to the people. Jesus went up to the mountain to get with God, but he came down the mountains are related to the people. We need to do that. It's relationship. They that know their God. Know their God. Yada. That word know is Yada. The same word in Hebrew in Genesis where it says Adam knew Eve and she conceived. Yada. So no is to be intimately acquainted with. That's the word. And the same word to know their God and do great exploits. That means in order to do supernatural things, in order to have a kingdom life, in order to have a kingdom lifestyle and things happen in your life that are just out of this world, you're going to have to be intimately acquainted with God. You're going to have to have a relationship with him. And not just surface. You say, well, yeah, but he knows me already. 
Yeah, he does. But he wants you to talk to him about it. Why do you think in the book of Isaiah, he says, come, let us reason together. Though your sins be as scarlet, they should be white as snow. Why would God want to reason with you about something like that? He says, come on, let's talk about it. There's something powerful about getting things off your chest, even though God already knows. He sees. He knows what's up. But there's a power of release when you can confess it, when you can speak it, when you can pray it, when you can say it, when you can declare it to the Lord. There's a freedom and a liberty. The Bible says where the Spirit is, there's freedom and liberty. As you're moving in the Spirit, as you're being led by the Spirit, led of the Spirit, however you want to term it, whatever verbiage you want to use, but when you're following the direction of the Holy Spirit, there's a blessing that follows. There's supernatural that follows. There's life and peace that follows. Mercy and goodness that follows. God set it up that way. He says, they shall go out with joy, but led forth in peace. And the Spirit will say, this is the way, walk ye in it. That's why the most repeated phrase of our Lord and Savior was in the book of Revelation. He said, he that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Something we don't hear about that often. Did you know that was the most repeated phrase? Jesus said that phrase more than any other phrase in the Word of God. He that has an ear, let him hear. The Spirit is saying to the church. He didn't just say, just read the Bible, read and meditate on the Old Testament, read and meditate. No, he says, listen. Be listening to what the Spirit is saying. And how are we going to listen to what the Spirit is saying? How are we going to listen to what the Spirit is saying? If we're not getting up in the place of His presence, if we're not getting into the secret place, the secrets of the Lord are with those that fear Him. How are we going to be still and know that He is God if we don't get to a place where we can be still and get quiet? That's why Jesus departed to a quiet place. He needed a place where all the other voices were cut off. All the other opinions of man were distant. You need to get to a place in your life where the opinions of others are distant and where the the false voices and the misleading voices are are distant and, and far away from you so that you can hear the voice of God. For some people, that's a physical place. For some people, it's a place in your mind because you're you're having a busy day. You just have to tune everything out. Put everything on hold. And get in a quiet place in your mind so you can rest and be still and know that he is God. And then when you know and have that intimacy and you begin to converse with him, 
and you begin to dialogue with God and talk to him and, and get quiet so you can listen to what his spirit is speaking to your heart. And you begin to act on it. You begin to say and say what you hear God saying. Pray what you hear God saying. Do what you hear God saying to do. And all of a sudden, here comes kingdom. Here comes supernatural into your natural. Here comes miracles where there used to be mistakes. Here comes God turning a blessing where there used to be a mess. Now he's made it your message. Because you got with heaven, you conferred with heaven, you got with Jesus, you listened to the Father speaking to you by the Holy Spirit. And you begin to act on it accordingly. You begin to speak accordingly. You begin to pray accordingly. Yes, I know this is repetition, but listen, there's a difference between the people that have a kingdom life and the favor and the blessing of the Lord on their lives and the people that don't. Huge. Thank you. But there's a huge difference in the way they live their life. One is consecrated unto the Lord and one is consecrated unto the Lord and yielded to God. The other is yielded to their own plans and purposes. And the thought or the relationship with God is compartmentalized, put on the back burner. It's not a priority. It's not what they seek first in their lives. Listen. Some people just give God a little bit. They wonder why it's not working. They get frustrated. He wants it all. He's working in my life. He wants it all. He's scrutinizing my life, checking me, looking for things in my life that that do not add up, do not please him, do not promote his purposes in my life. And whatever they are, he wants me to deal with them. It's a process. Your life's no different. And we all think because one person is in a five-fold position or one person is doing this certain ministry or, or has this gifting or has this talent, that that makes them better or they're more spiritual. No, not at all. It's giftings and talents. They come from the Lord. Somebody may be gifted in the area to sing. Another may be gifted in the area to administrate. The other in the gifting of teaching. The other gifted to do brain surgery. They're all different. They all have their place. Everybody has their issues with the Lord, no matter what their place or position or gifting or talent is. The the question is, is, are you listening to God? Are you allowing his direction in your life to have the final say, his word? The Bible says, if you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land, which means desire is not enough. Oh, I want to. That's good. But the start. But willing, you may be willing, you may desire, you may want to, 
but you need to be obedient. You need to be disciplined. You need to do it. And not just talk about it. We all need that. 